You're listening to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I, I really need it. Hello. Hi. Welcome to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. And um, this week, it's going to be maybe a little bit more serious. We do serious episodes from time to time. Um, but We've been known. Um, with, yeah, with the uh, everything that's going on in the country and the world, um, we really strive to be um, as inclusive and as topical as possible. Um, so we... We didn't want to avoid this at all. We actually really wanted to talk about it. And we started talking about ways that we could talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everything in a way that where it came from us listening and, and watching as allies um, and not talking over anyone. Um, mm-hmm. so that's something that's really important to us both um sorry also... we are also doing a we're recording but also have a zoom like video meeting so yes. i can see katie for the first time in like that's not on instagram or something i, I can see katie for the first time in weeks we have not seen each other in not seen each long, other in so long too long <laughs> i hate it <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, I guess we can get right into it. Maybe? Let's get into it so that Zencaster doesn't fuck us over and yes. just stop recording. Yes. So unless you have been living, unless you have been actively trying to avoid this information, um, there have been protests that have erupted around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and one incident in particular um, where police murdered a black man in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. sparked this um, really uproar and uprising of a, a second civil rights movement. Um, unlike anything that we've seen, you know, since like the '60s until now, um, all right. the marches, the world is coming together. It sparked a, um, you know, protests in. France, I know, because of a, a black man that was murdered. He died in police custody in like 2016. A French black man and his sister, um, in light of like the George Floyd protests, organized this these protests in Paris. Um, so I don't know. That's the main coverage, of course, that we're getting in the United States. There are probably other protests happening in France, but Paris has been the one that our news outlets have been highlighting have, have been covered on. yeah yeah um so it it's been a lot of um listening and um you know amplifying uh black voices and um there have been many sidesteps already by white allies trying to get a handle on this and some are coming off very performative. Others are 
learning and going, oh, shit. Okay, fucked up. Let me try this again. And kind of restarting, which I think we'll see a lot of. Um, I mean, like I know for for myself, um, like I've seen the the process and kind of the understanding. And I think social media is such a big um, asset to the movement because I think for a lot of white people and I am a white person that doesn't experience this the all the microaggressions the overt and the covert racism on a day-to-day basis you don't get the talk about what you do when you go outside and you run into the police you don't get those conversations from a very young age it can seem like I think for some people it was really hard to to process and and see like oh wait the police aren't the good guys like I think it was probably very hard for some people to um grasp that concept and i know that like proximity to black communities doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to your eyes are going to be opened just because Mm -hmm. you've lived near um people of color doesn't mean that you're going to see it because you get granted i get granted a certain level of privilege being a white person um that i can if you choose to, you can avoid those situations. You can avoid those feelings and you can turn off the news and then that doesn't affect you anymore. I was kind of think like, cause I was seeing a lot of people maybe even like realizing it for the first time. And I'm not saying that I don't, I'm not coming at this saying that I don't have inf- information to learn and I don't need to be doing listening because I need to be doing a ton of listening and a ton of reading. And I feel committed to that work. Um, but I can't imagine how much of a shock this is to some people that don't, that haven't where they're starting from this point in 2020 and not years prior. Um, But like, I, I remember my boo telling me that his grandma, I think right when I was posting about the, the Baltimore um, like protests that happened and she said like, Oh, well, you know, Katie's very vocal about this and I just want you to let her know that we do support it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, wait, am I being that vocal? Because I don't feel like I am. I feel like every, you know, everybody is, right? So I can't imagine what that must feel like, but just please keep going. Keep uh-huh. keep going. Keep being vocal. Keep reading. Keep educating. Do not think that you've learned it all. There's been so much that's happened in the last two weeks where I am like, oh, fuck. No one ever taught me about that. I never learned about that. Shit, that's fucked. And I feel like I'm just like absorbing all of this new information. Even being aware of the movement doesn't necessarily Uh mean that you are being an active participant in the movement. Right. Um, So, yeah. So there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on these weeks. The first night. Uh, Katie and I, we live near Los Angeles, mm-hmm. just north of it. So the first night that they were covering the the demonstrations in Los Angeles and then the uh, the violence that erupted out of some of those yeah. um, demonstrations, I-, I was at Dr. Boyfriend's house and we were watching on TV and, you know, finally at some point just had to turn the TV off and go to bed and then the next day we were talking and Dr. (laughs) Boyfriend is you know a smart sensitive very informed person Mm -hmm. 
And we had a conversation where he kind of realized that I experienced a certain kind of racism. Yeah. That I said, like, it's constant. It's every day. I am not, I, I'm a person of color. If you see me, I am brown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, especially living in California, you would assume I am Latina, you know, Latinx. Um, But when you hear me speak, I mean, you, you guys are all, you all, you are all hearing me speak. Yeah. I I sound pretty neutral. I sound, I've got the California, like Southern California, very neutral accent where it's a little ambiguous. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been asked, what are you? Just like that. And this was somebody who's like a friend of the family. (laughs) Who was like, not an ignorant person, or so I thought. Um, But I've been asked, like, what are you? I've been followed in stores. Mm. I've been assumed I'm going to shoplift. I've been complimented on my English. (laughs) Like, bitch. Oh, God. I was born here. Been speaking it from, from day one, or I guess day, you know, whatever, day around 300. I don't know when babies talk. Um, I've been speaking both languages, Mm -hmm. um, but there's a thing, um, there is a phenomenon called, um, code switching Mm -hmm. and it is when you switch sort of in between personas kind of like you switch from your backstage behavior, which usually is more tied to your ethnicity, your race, um, to the more formal front stage kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's when I go, it's when, like, for me, when I go from kind of using more casual, slangy language, a lot of cursing, to much more proper, uh, maybe not even using contractions, like cannot instead of can't, you know, Mm -hmm. do not instead of don't, even little things like that. That is kind of like how you survive. Yeah. um, Day to day. But, you know, Dr. Boyfriend had no idea that it was that kind of constant for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I, for me, living in California, it's, it isn't as intense mm-hmm. because there is a huge, obviously, Latinx community in, in the state and in our area where we are. But, you know, I'm not, I'm too brown to be white to unquote air quotes white to be fully brown Mm -hmm. because I've gotten other Latinx people who have assumed I don't speak Spanish and have talked Uh shit about me in front of me assuming I'm not going to understand in Spanish in Spanish Spanish. always a pleasure to start speaking Spanish in that moment Mm -hmm. Um, I've been speaking Spanish since I was born. What did you say? That was your first language, wasn't it? Spanish. I, I learned both Spanish and English at the same time, but I okay. used Spanish so much more growing mm-hmm. up. So much that at about the age of five or so, like kindergarten age, like four or five, my mom uh, consciously started speaking more to me in English at home mm. because I didn't speak English except for outside. I didn't speak anything but Spanish unless I was outside the home. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with family and in the home, I only spoke Spanish. And she said, I didn't want you to lose the English or to develop a heavy accent mm. because of what she had been through. She, yeah. you know, came to the country, came to this country as a teenager, learned English and, you know, had an accent that I didn't hear, to be honest. And it was just because she was my mom and I heard her speaking every day of my life. <laughs> I never heard her accent. And there was one time when somebody... My mom, I used to work at the same company as my mom. And one time I was answering like the main switchboard and someone said like, oh, I was speaking to a woman and I got cut off. She had, and this was somebody from the East coast and they Mm. called it a Spanish accent. And I was like, a Spanish accent. Gosh, we don't have anybody (laughs) here from Spain. Maybe you were talking to Juana, but she's from Peru. That's not Spanish. And then they were like, no, I just meant like Latin. And I was like, oh, 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 yeah, I know who you're talking to. Hold on one second. <laughs> Transfer her. But like, I don't, I didn't hear it. So, but she was very aware of it and she suffered some discrimination because of it. And she said, mm-hmm. I didn't want you to have a hard time at school or just life in general. And she would insist that I would speak more English at home to get used to speaking English as my primary language, mm-hmm. but obviously not lose the Spanish, because that was important to her as well. But um, like with Dr. Boyfriend, he's he's a white cisgendered man mm-hmm. living in Los Angeles, like the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. So he obviously knows that there's racism and that it does absolutely exist, but he doesn't experience it and he understands his privilege i just think in that moment even he didn't realize like holy shit yeah that's right like yeah you you go through this this other type of experience Mm -hmm. um and again like that's having conversations with people and even being exposed to things and understanding that things exist doesn't mean that you know everything doesn't mean that you can't learn yeah from another person or another person's experience and does it mean that you can't gain like another kind of understanding yeah of of someone from someone's story yeah like yeah. another layer of empathy mm-hmm. and i, I yeah. know you've told me um before too that um what was it um that didn't people at the front desk when our, our former friend um, Dan would work and they would get you both confused? They'd get us confused because we were both um, we were the both we were both the chubby brown girls at the front desk. Beautiful ladies. We you don't guys look a thing alike. Do not look alike. <laughs> do not look at alike. All. <laughs> at all. At all. Um, I don't think we look alike face structure wise like we no. do not look alike no different hair color different yes. hair texture different face shapes different mm-hmm. eye shapes mm-hmm. um she's got gigantic luscious boobies mm-hmm. i do not mm-hmm. um different very different voices um and people called me by her name and her by my name so much that we actually had a notebook where we kept track of how oh many times God. people confused us. People who had known us and like for and it, it had gone for so long that then we couldn't mm-hmm. um, correct them because what difference did it make? Whatever Sweet at that point. Jesus. 
but it was just like, oh God, okay. We and the people that confused us usually white. Not all. Yeah, I'm not usually white. Surprised. And I was surprised that the people of color who confused us were always men. Because I would at least think, like, if you're a straight man, look at her tits. They're giant. Might aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember that one of one of them's got big tits, the other one doesn't. I guess that's not going to guarantee you get the names straight, though. Right. Yeah. They had I a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah. Yeah. I. Ugh, yeah. I don't. I. I mean, I. I have not experienced anything like that. Yeah, that's like. And that demographic, like, and I think that's too, is like something that we're seeing being shattered, um, is that this concept of liberalism and being like, oh, but I'm a liberal. Like we saw it with uh-huh. um, Amy Cooper um, uh-huh. in the bird incident, uh-huh. the bird watching uh-huh. incident, where she had, she had donated money to Obama. She had donated money to all these like democratic campaigns where it's like, oh, right. well, they're supposed to be like the quote-unquote good guys right Mm -hmm. the anti-racist and i can tell you knowing people in my life in my family um that does not equate look at the women's fucking march Mm -hmm. those those bitches weren't at the black lives matter protests Mm -hmm. they put on that pink hat but were they ready to support trans rights were they ready to support the black lives matter movement no they were not Uh -uh. Um, and I think it's one of those, it's very, it might be very emotionally taxing if that is, if this is your launching off point, that's, I guess the term I want to use. If this is your launching off point where you're even aware that racism is still a problem, Uh a huge fucking problem, then this is probably like a lot, but you got to stay in it if you actually want to, um, cause this isn't necessarily what I would quote my launching off point, but uh, it's like you got it. It's a lifelong thing. It's a whole if you actually want to be committed to being an ally to that movement, because I'm a fucking white girl. I am as white as they come. Um, and I feel like it's our responsibility. Just like we've seen so many people say it's our responsibility to what did someone say? One time, like white people, you need to get your people. And I feel that it's like you need to be calling out those people that are the all lives matter people, those like and I feel like I hope my hope is that the people that our eyes have opened know that it's like, oh, for those of us that eyes have maybe been opened, we're still like, oh, shit, we need to read these things. We need more to understand. We need to have more conversations and understand Mm -hmm. how the microaggressions are a part of every single day for people of color in the United States and Canada and the world mm-hmm. and all of the, it's just racism is pervasive and it's not it, always, you know, the awful derogatory slurs that you hear. It's subtle right, because, ways. Yeah. A, an almost more sinister type is that systematic that mm-hmm. you don't realize is happening that you don't realize is still very much a, an issue because you don't because it doesn't affect mm-hmm. you or you don't experience it you don't see it even in other people's experience all the time because it is kept 
suppressed. It's kept quiet. It's, it's, yeah. it's very much kind of silenced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, um, God, what was that? It's like another quote that's going around a lot that like, um, that like, you know, if something that like privilege is, um, you not thinking something is a problem because it doesn't affect you. Yeah. And that's very easy. It's a very easy trap to fall into, um, not seeing something and not experiencing it. It is, it's easy to think, well, that doesn't happen because it hasn't happened to me because that is what the kinds of sort of creatures that we humans are. If we're, if it's not happening to us, if we're not experiencing it, it is hard to keep, to, to realize how real it is just because it's not happening to you. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of what we're seeing now, like I, we saw a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours post something. She's normally somebody who doesn't um, speak out really about, not because she doesn't care, but just she's uncomfortable discussing kind of more serious topics it it, Mm -hmm. there's something and you know it's just the way that she is and I don't know what happened but it seems like she had a conversation with another friend who kind of pushed her and encouraged her into saying like you need to say something right now yeah even if you even if everybody who knows you knows this is how you feel you need to say the words like you need to say it out loud you need to say Mm -hmm. something and comment about it because that's the only way that it's not the only way, but it is a way for that, you know, to spread that kind of information, to spread um, those kinds of experiences and and to make other people aware mm-hmm. of it and let, and like, oh, I should say something. Like, I know everybody who knows me knows I think a certain way or assumes, I assume that they know I, I think a certain way, but yeah. that you need to sometimes in cases like this, you need to speak up and you need to mm-hmm. say something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, so I, I think for um, myself and I know, you know, my, I have a friend that is, she is, her dad is Mexican and her mom is Jewish, but she was saying, she was like, society sees me as white. That's Mm -hmm. how society sees me. Mm -hmm. So she's been, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about um, this together. She's been coming to the protests Mm -hmm. like with me. She inspired me because I had that like I wanted to go. And then I had the pandemic like fears and that anxiety was very real. But I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm coming. Um, So big, huge thanks to her for letting me borrow some of her courage to do that. But um (laughs) we've been talking about like we've been talking about that a lot and then I've been reconnecting with um so like when I went to high school it was 60 percent white and about 40 percent black Mm -hmm. um we didn't have a large population we didn't have a large um Latinx community in the area um but it was about like 60, 60, 40, mm-hmm. um, white and then, uh, 40% black. And I had some of my closest friends that I was, you know, sat next to for all of my years. I played clarinet in, um, band and in right. drumline. Um, and just, and 
to think and other other friends of mine and people that like we invited into our house and we were invited into their homes and we spent time with their family and that is like for me one of the toughest things for my own like white guilt to process is that I was not aware of the level Mm. of um pain and trauma and like just the constant the constant racism that that followed them around right from sunrise to sunset um and there I have had friends that have been friends of color that have been more vocal about it and I you know we've lost contact because I've been in California forever mm-hmm. how many years yeah, and reached yeah. out and um that's been a really like kind of beautiful thing but like I think for for me as a white person what I always like and I think it's I think it's actually good I think for any white people that are listening to this if you are having those feelings of like ooh, are my intentions good question them don't just because you are a product of this like systemic racism as well and there is a white performatory aspect of everything where it's a performance where you're like well oh no I'm the good white person no, that's not what this is fucking about. <laughs> it's not. And so like, check yourself, check in, check it. Um, but then like, if you really feel compelled to check in with the person, just talk to them. Don't please God, don't ask them what you can do to be a better ally. That is not their job. It's not their fucking job. It is not their job. Again, it is not their job. Google that shit. Just fucking Google it. It's everywhere. There are people that have done that work for you. Do not put this burden on your friends. But um, for the people that I've known and it's been, um, it's just been a really, it's been a really like kind of beautiful connection of just like friends that we've connected over this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing it to anyone that's not been vocal or hasn't reached out to me maybe first after something I've posted um, because you really need to give people their space. Uh A lot of people are very traumatized and hurting and need time to, um process and the last thing that you want to do with anyone is force them to talk about something that is a part of their literally day-to-day life um but but yeah so the um so there have been a lot of things going on have gone to some protests um Mm -hmm. in our area did you go to two yeah i went to two um went to one in a neighboring city that's about like 15 minutes away from where mm-hmm. we live um and so both the protests i attended were put on by um young women of color and that's a beautiful energy like the one in the the town that i went to was okay three days ago um that one got a little heated towards the end because there were some people that i, I there were people that i guess like Maybe I don't know how many one one gal that was there said that she heard about two people, but she doesn't know if there's more saying like racial slurs and things at the crowd. But they they set in their um, announcement of the protest. They're committed to keeping keeping it peaceful and they were Uh able to um, get the people that were in every right to be furious and ready to pounce to say like, no, that's what they want come back, come back, come back. Right. Like de-escalate. Um, yes. De-escalated the situation beautifully. Um, these young warriors, man, they're amazing. Um, and then another one in the town where I live went to mm-hmm. that 
um, yesterday. And so it was like a really, it was a really diverse group of people, and which was really nice to see. And I am no, like we went to the women's march together. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two other um, marches and protests I did in, in a city I live now. I set up a protest on that same corner mm-hmm. for um, like the wage gap mm-hmm. that was happening. Um, and the fucking shit of it all there have never been more police officers at any protest i have ever intended in my fucking life except for the protests where people of color are asking to not be murdered yeah and that is the straight up tea of it all <laughs> like fuck um so i know protesting is not everybody's thing and that's totally right fine but if and we are in the middle of a pandemic which is just still straight fact. Um, but if you are an ally and you can get out there, I, I've heard that there are new thing that's happening in like the larger cities is a groups of people yelling white shield because uh-huh. police officers just treat white people differently. Yeah. They just fucking do. They so do. it's calling for people to get in front and step up as allies physically not just uh-huh. be there emotionally in attendance, but step up physically and protect them. Um, so that was something that I noticed um, in comparison. And it was extremely disappointing to see how little trust is given. Mm. Um, and as a white person, I feel like as in saying like, you know, you're constantly learning new things and your eyes are constantly being widened. Um, that was something for me that I really noticed. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, I have not been to any of the demonstrations just out of, you know, wanting to stay quarantined because, uh, my dad who's in his eighties, um, and is in, you know, he's not sick, but, um, he does, have some underlying health conditions that you know mm-hmm. I don't have anywhere else to quarantine. Yeah. So it's either here or Dr. Boyfriend's and <laughs> I can't go to his if I've been out because he's been very, very careful about mm-hmm. um about staying quarantined. But um I like Katie mentioned we did go to the women's march together and it it is really empowering to go to something to a demonstration where there are a lot of people fighting for the same cause or just um, coming together with the same beliefs. There's sorry, the nerd in me is going to call it out. It's it's called collective effervescence. When you're Mm -hmm. in a large group, it happens like it in churches and concerts and stuff where it's a big group of people all having the same kind of experience that starts to, you know, it gives you the good vibe, the good feels mm-hmm. um, that, you know, for somebody who does feel comfortable going, um, it can be like really powerful to go and see that, you know, there are other people learning and supporting and, mm-hmm. you know, feeling the same way and having that kind of experience, I think is, is just really, really powerful. It is, um, just so shitty that this is all happening during a pandemic yeah Uh, i mean as if we needed more for people to have to deal with um but 
if this is something that is going to change the way things are structured, um, systems that are in place, like I've seen police officers publicly come out and speak out against the racism. Like, so if at that level, Mm -hmm. those it's, if it's being said by people at that level, then maybe things will be changing. Yeah. Because if that's, that's part of the problem is that, you know, people can be as loud as they want, but if those systems don't change, if the people Mm -hmm. in that system aren't, are also mm-hmm. starting to be educated or speaking out and saying, yes, this is wrong. It needs to change. Yeah. That's, you know, that's where it gets stuck. That's where the road, you know, one of the many roadblocks yeah. are. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, hearing um, different police officials and, you know, speaking out about what happened and supporting the protesters and supporting mm-hmm. and saying, yes, this is something that needs to change. This needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, that is sort of hopeful that it's an absolute tragedy that this is still happening in 2020 mm-hmm. and that it takes and, and, you know, the, a lot of the protests started after um, uh, George Floyd's death, but obviously not the first yeah. time this has happened. Mm-mm not the first time it's happened this year, not the first time Mm -hmm. it happened like that month. So, you know, they're not isolated incidents, but if that was what, if that happening during this time when there is already so much tension, so much uncertainty already, yeah, you know, so much happening, like it's, it, it was like a perfect storm Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this many people speaking out so loudly, um, it's just indicative of, of how, I guess, you know, it can't go back. It, yeah. yeah. This is like a big, big, you know, mark, like kind of in history where it's one of, it's going to be one of those times where you remember before this and after this. Yeah. There's some things that happen you know, in your lifetime, uh, that are like big time markers where remember this, was that before this or after this? And this is mm-hmm. absolutely going to be one of those times. And I hope that, Oh God, I hope that we all keep listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's just, I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but when we were watching the footage of, you know, like the, there were fires and things happening in Hollywood and, and kind of West LA uh, on that first night in that, uh, that they were covering it in LA. And like, Dr. Boyfriend and I were just both like, doesn't this just make you sad? And I was like, mm. yeah, I, I don't think I, I feel bad saying that. And I feel guilty for being able to say, I can't watch this anymore. Let's turn it off and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Because that's a very privileged position to be able to say, like, ooh, I got to I gotta take a step back from this, that I had that distance to be able to say that. But it's just, it was so sad to see 
the the video of mm-hmm. someone just being murdered and mm-hmm. other people standing by and watching and that being the norm like yeah that just being hmm, that's just what happens yeah like i i imagine like i couldn't watch somebody do that Mm-mm. you know even if you see a coworker who you've worked with who you've bonded with you stand by you back up Let's not even put murder on the table. Let's just say being a shitty, shitty person or being an asshole to someone. Mm-hmm. That's hard to stand by and watch. I can't imagine how you get to, you know, nine minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't. That. That's been something that they've been doing, at least the two protests. And I think mm-hmm. they've been doing it all around as they've been having you kneel yeah. for eight minutes and I think 46 seconds or yeah. I think that's how it's long like, it was. Yeah, it's just under yeah. nine nine minutes. Yeah. yeah. And it is a long mm-hmm. fucking time. Fuck that asshole. It is a long fucking time. Mm. Um, And... Yeah, I I agree. We were watching it. I I kept thinking like, I don't understand. I don't understand how people are seeing like in terms of like the riots and the the buildings burning, how they're seeing violence when it just so clearly seems like pain. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, I, I, I do see a lot of people. I see a lot of silence. I will admit I see white silence on Facebook feeds and things like that. Um, But I do see some people speaking up for the very first time that I've never seen them speak up before. And Mm -hmm. even saying like they own businesses and a big part of their business is, is, you know, social media advertising. And they're like, I have lost a lot of followers, but fine. Mm -hmm. If you don't like this, this is what I'm about. And I, this is important and I'm not going to stop posting. And I, I hope that that, um continues i know it's i know it's like i've been personally and internally really trying to question and going like like why haven't i been doing more why haven't i been more active and i need to do more learning and i need to do more unlearning and deconditioning mm-hmm. and just work on my own from a personal standpoint and like family members that my brother and I have been committed to like, all right, fine. Schools like he posted I because like we've been doing these Zoom, we've been doing these Zoom chats, and um, like he was like, I noticed they were kind, they avoided one last week, and then this week we got the invite via email, and I was like, oh, I can't, I'm going to a protest, but mm-hmm. my brother did it, and he sent me a like a Brady Bunch, um, screenshot, <laughs> and it was like schools in session, and I was like, ooh do it um but he's even saying too like he's a he's a gay man but he's a white gay man and he's like racism is it doesn't skip it doesn't skip Mm -hmm. marginalized groups at all Mm -hmm. it it just is it is it exists so he's like yeah so many white gay men like to forget about the stonewall riots and that started by a black trans man um or trans woman i'm sorry started was by a black trans woman that's horrible um miss misspoken bit there but um 
but yeah, I'm, I, I definitely feel it feels different. It feels mm-hmm. like a change. I don't, like you said, like I don't see how it goes back. It, it can't. It can't. It just yeah. can't. I don't can't. think it can. Yeah. Um, so if anybody out there that's listening right now, um, these are books that have been highly recommended from um, people of color that I either know personally and I've seen other lists just from um, other voices of, of color that have posted this on social media. But um, it's all about um, not being, quote unquote, not racist, but being actively anti-racist because mm-hmm. we live in a society that is just it's systemic racism. That's what it's been built on. Right. And in, the only way to counteract it is to be actively anti-racist. And that's a commitment for life. Um, but it's um, how to be an anti-racist, which is Ibram X. Kendi. Um, and he also has a book called Stamped and Stamped from the Beginning, um, which I also want to read. I have not read any of these yet but they're on their way um there's white fragility by robin d'angelo and then um let me make sure that i have the title of this next book correct um and then all of the um the books that katie's going to mention we'll make sure that we yes. put names and author names of the books and the authors in the show notes so that if you want to go back and, and look over the list that you can just see it right away and Yes. Um, why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? Beverly Daniel Tatum, um, PhD, is the author of that book. And she was also on the Sesame Street Town Hall where they addressed oh, racism, yeah. which I watched and it was beautiful. And when um, my boo and I have kids, I want to show them mm-hmm. that. Um, and it was so good. And it was it was like it was it was just uh, people that work with kids. I think that's something too, like finding finding the avenues where you are already passionate and mm-hmm. applying this work to those avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we've got, we're in pride month and um, we've been talking a lot about Marsha P. Johnson. It's Johnson, right? It's her last name. Mm-hmm. I think Marsha P. Johnson, um, yes. who along with Sylvia Rivera, mm-hmm. um, they started the Stonewall riots or have been the two of the, the, the most well-known figures um, mm-hmm. in the starting of the Stonewall riots. And um, they're both trans, correct? They were I believe trans. so. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's something I know that you and I are both passionate about LGBT rights. And um, so fi- any, any way that you can find any Avenue that you already have a passion and you can apply um anti-racism work into I think is a really good and beautiful way to start this work because it's something where um I think where your commitment will will last so maybe you're really into politics and you want to focus on voting and um doing away with voter suppression and looking about how that influences elections and gerrymandering and redlining and all Uh of these different things um just finding ways to I want to give credit to that to that um, tweet or that post, but it's like just keeping your foot on the gas mm-hmm. in whatever way yeah. possible that you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are so many more. There's the new Jim Crow. There's so many more. But these three um, are the ones that are actually coming to my house to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can let you guys know 
um, how that rolls. And there's also Dear White People, which I know sometimes people don't like to read. They like to watch. Dear White People is a great show on Netflix. Highly recommend you watch it. It is, they cover all kinds of different um, conversations. There is, yeah, it's great. It's, do highly recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then again, you know, one way that social media is useful and can be great for all this kind of information is people posting things like, you know, uh, people of color posting uh, book recommendations, documentaries, mm-hmm. even things like businesses—excuse <clears throat> me—businesses to support, uh, not just now, but just changing the way you know. Instead of doing the easy out and going to Amazon, Target, like mm-hmm. going big box stores, you know, figuring out how to source stuff locally. Like, is mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I could get it from Amazon in a couple days, but I can throw real business, real money at a local uh local business bonus points because you know i'm supporting my local economy uh somebody that you could actually run into walk into and have a real conversation with and you went in for one book you had a conversation and you walked out with a big old stack of books you know Mm -hmm. because the people that are working there just know the material they you know use their passion, use their Mm -hmm. knowledge that, you know, Hey, I want to learn more about this. I I heard about this book. What else can you recommend? Yeah. Um, and not just bookstores, I'm saying bookstores because we were just talking about books, but you know, uh, restaurants opening back up, uh, for us in this area. So, you know, admittedly I did go to the cheesecake factory because I really needed a piece of cheesecake um but you know I'm also going to a local um Italian place that I'm going to take you to as soon as we start work Mm. again because they do everything g-free all their pasta and pizzas on their menu are g-free uh super nice guy uh who is the owner local small like putting money back into your local economy and supporting um local restaurants like they gotta they 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 gotta stay open these things you know especially with what's happening with the, the economy or the businesses have been closed for so long mm-hmm. as stuff starts to reopen like getting money back into those you know smaller shops that um mm-hmm. that have been much greatly much more greatly affected than yeah. anything else absolutely yeah sorry and like, about that target there's um there have been yeah, there have been countless posts and maybe we'll try to find some of them that have said like, hey, like here are, um, you know, black and black and brown owned um, beauty brands that you can support. Uh-huh. And there's like Honey Pot, which is, um, you know, menstrual pads and cups um, and it's a black owned business. And um, when their ad for Target came out, they received a lot of hate um, because they had said like, you know, they were speaking on black excellence. So that would be a really good, um, you know, company to support. There's also like Shea Moisture is a black owned business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are products that I have used personally myself for a while. And I just don't, there's that weird line of like white performance and white, like, look at me, I'm using this product. So I don't really talk about it, but um, <laughs> they're great. They're excellent. Um, so yeah, we'll try to give all those resources that we can. And um, cause we are both Vanessa probably more than me, but we both live to be petty 
Um, we are loving to see. <laughs> and the queen of petty. The call outs. Um, oh, I'm like goodbye. a petty Russian <laughs> nesting doll. Just a little more petty in every single layer. Like just when you thought this bitch you cannot get, get any petty. pettier. I'd be like, mm, here's a little one. Wait. <laughs> Um, there was one tweet that uh, my brother sent me, and I'm going to read this to you because um, it's the petty of all petty, and I look for it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me find it because we talk all the time, and it's a problem. Um, I'm going to find it. 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 Finding it. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Hey, look. I get it. It's difficult to admit white privilege is real when you've amounted to very little despite it. It's petty. We'll post it. We'll keep that. We'll post it. We'll share it. Um, yeah. So we won't keep it too long. We'll make sure Zencaster is in our favor and in our grace. Yeah. But um, and, again. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, Katie no, had mentioned don't. it's Pride Month and um, we are just a couple of straight cisgendered gals but Mm -hmm. we are allies we do want to um kind of be able to present some um sort of pride topics um in a way that isn't you know pandering obviously we don't need to explain pride month to the lgbt community Right. Um, but just, you know, it, like from our experiences and, you know, hopefully being able to talk to some people, having some maybe some guests on mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's a couple of different voices um, and our own experiences, you know, like when were you first aware of, you know, the trans culture? When mm-hmm. did you first hear, you know, when did you first realize that, you know, gay men existed right when did you you know so for us it was uh, i'm going to venture a guess that for both of us it happened to have been very early um (laughs) for all of the above (laughs) um and you know just kind of not educating where there's no need for us to educate people but it's just discussions and that's part of what that's what's one of the things we wanted to do with this podcast was not just cover things that are you know that we know and are in our lane but exploring topics that aren't in our lane in a smart way in a way that we are the ones getting educated yeah and respectful and not trying to speak over anyone's voice or anyone's experience um yeah, because no totally, one. Yeah, believe me, nobody knows that we don't know shit more than we do. Yeah, <laughs> like the one thing I know more than everybody is how much I don't know. So, I got I it. Feel that so deeply. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when we did the anal episode, we had people going like, "Ooh, something very, very important that you guys right. missed," and we're like, "Shit, thank you." Yes, we didn't know. Thank you. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't know. know. And that's the thing, like, especially like with this episode, and we're talking about um, Black Lives Matter, and um, you know. I'm not trying to say that I understand that I know what anyone a person of color has been through that I have experienced anything like that in my life um but I guess we just wanted to make this episode like me so it's just like I'm listening and learning and yeah and, and it's just, just it's it's what's happening right now and I think yeah. it would be odd 
to not mention it. Yeah. So it, it really was just, I hope that people don't mind. It was just kind of us talking our way through it, but yeah, you just got to. So, so sorry that yeah. you all have to suffer our chats. I mean, <laughs> if you only knew that this we was going like to happen anyway. Yeah. That so this we is what we were going to do anyway. And the only reason we're keeping it as short as we're keeping it is because we're terrified that Zencaster is just going to fucking crash again. <laughs> And I'm just going to end up talking to myself for 20 minutes before I realize that Katie can't hear me. <laughs> so um, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. But be safe. Um, protest. Let's burn this motherfucking system to the ground and rebuild. <laughs> let's be Ben and Jerry. Yes. In a world I, of Karens, let's be Ben and Jerry's. Yes, 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 yes. And fucking Karens, join us. Fucking join us. We could use your like persistent, annoying sleuthing and 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 annoyance to like let's use it for the good side. I mean, Karen, you might want to just keep a few steps away from me, but <laughs> I mean, I get it. I know what she's I'll, saying. I'll rattle. I'll rattle the Karens. Like, listen, yeah, you listen, Karens. Class, you wrangle them. <laughs> I'll wrangle them. That's up. not gonna. That's not gonna uh, work out well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep the Karens far away from you. Um. But yeah, let's uh, be safe. Um, take care of each other. We will list all kinds of ways to donate because I know not everybody has, um, mm-hmm. not everybody feels safe protesting. Not everybody has the means to donate. Not everybody has um, a safe space where they can talk to their family members about certain things. Right. So it's just everybody is coming together and um, collectively finding ways to um, actually make real change and, and make um, yeah this uh, uh, a place where everyone can not only matter and live but thrive um, right right and then the also we do you know we are going to keep mixing in the you know kind of more lighter topics mm-hmm. where yeah you know we just a little bit of everybody you know you can't do one thing forever and ever yeah you go cray so just you know just because we aren't actively talking about about something where you know there's like some levity you know obviously it's not that that we're not still continuing to think about Mm -hmm. it and keeping ourselves informed and educated just like everyone else out there you know at some point you take a little break from the news and have some you know brain candy a little bit let us be your brain candy yeah also, I need to stop eating so much candy. Oh, candy is delicious. I went to um, a deli to get some food, and they also had um, a bakery, like a cookie <sighs> display. I got a lot of cookies. I didn't get a bag. I got a, I got a box. They, I was like, oh, can I get a couple cookies to go to like, with my, my food? And they're like, yeah, sure. Do you want a bag or a box? I'm like, oh, we got to go for a box. A box, yeah. please. Four yes. corners. I Thank did you. go for the small box, not the bigger box. But I have a feeling that next time we're gonna we're gonna box we're gonna upgrade that box. You're gonna need a bigger box. I'm we're gonna need a bigger box. Just (laughs) fill it up with Florentine cookies, please. (laughs) Um. Well, okay, you guys, we love you, we care about you, um, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe, everyone. And we'll link everything. We'll write every everything because who knows what we rattled on about and. Oh, God. All the things. Always all the things. Yeah. All 
the things. I also, I think that we should be getting a regular bang report from Katie. <gasps> the bangs. Where are your bangs now? They are Where, how, how the bangs? eyebrows. How are the bangs doing? Well, I'll, I'll try to see if she'll, if she'll have a bang check-in uh, once a week <laughs> on Instagram. I'll measure them. <laughs> measure. The measuring tape you got me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just slowly becoming Hagrid and Katie is, yeah. Katie's just having a bang up time. I there. am becoming cousin it. It's just, they're just growing. The bang edition. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my brother will be so disappointed. You can't just cut them off. <laughs> Proving that, that theory wrong. <laughs> I have tried that once. It did not. It's not cute. It's not a good look. All right. <laughs> We'll talk to you all soon. Okay, bye. To tell me what-